How are we doing, you wonderful people? My name is Jay, and this is the first episode of Chilling with the Omis podcast. Now, before we get into the video, make sure you hit the subscribe button and click the little notification bell. That way you guys will receive all the channel notifications and you can keep up to date with the latest videos. But now that's out of the way, let's get into the podcast. And in today's episode, the, the first episode of this podcast, this is something we've been wanting to do for a long, long time. Uh, I've got one of the most beautiful women in my life. She's amazing. She's kind-hearted. She's so thoughtful. Thoughtless. Uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> she's, uh, she's got a lot of thought. Um, she's very kind and caring to other people. She does stuff that I personally couldn't ever do. And it is my first guest, which is my fiance, Nicola Brown. So, hi. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We've been wanting to do this for so long. I know. And we just did not know what podcast to do. I was just saying, it's it's weird that you're kind of introducing me because like the OG subscribers will obviously know because the, all of the prank oh, videos. Geez. Like I've been doing this for, for time. <laughs> well, well, come on, like even like two years ago, like when you were doing prank videos on me, but yeah, ever since true. you've taken over the whole vaping style content, I'm not in them. No, that's true. And, I've been pushed and out. It, I think... This is why you're the perfect first guest to have because, like, like you said, a lot of people who uh, have been watching the content for, for years will know who you are, know a bit about you. But for the new subscribers with, you know, 2020, I keep saying this is the year where we bring out more and more content. This is one of the, the ma like major things we're, we're changing this year. We're, we're doing a weekly podcast, which is vape related. And if I'm being honest, when I've, all the research I've done, I don't think there are any vaping podcasts. So no, I think this is a good opportunity for people like the new subscribers, especially uh, even the older subscribers that have still met you and things mm -hmm. like that. And you don't see as much. I think it'd be really good for them to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Um, I think it'd be really cool. You're a massive part of my life. Uh, and a lot of people know that, but for the new subscribers and for just anyone watching the content, it would just be nice to get to know you. So this is a bit strange trying to interview you, yeah. um, but I don't really know where to start. So tell us a bit about yourself. What what do you do for a living? So, oh, it's a long story, I feel like, because so I'm training to be a nurse, but I've kind of started from the bottom and I'm working, my, I'm working my way up, whereas a lot of people kind of finish college, go straight into uni, do a standard three-year nursing course, um, but going into it that way, they know nothing, basically. They haven't had any care mm -hmm. experience, any hospital experience. And I feel like, I think if I would have done it that way, it would have just been really scary. Like, I think of... I, I remember you um, going for that mm -hmm. and um, the obstacles you had trying to get in there. I won't, I won't go into too much detail. It, it wasn't just college. It was a lot of your personal life as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that you managed to overcome it and yeah. still pursue what you wanted to mm -hmm. do. Um but yeah, basically, so the plan was to do it that way. And then I think it was at the end of my second year of college, I had, I had to do placements on college. And one of the placements was at the hospital where I work. Um, and they, um, they kind of saw my initiative and they said, by the way, there's a healthcare assistant post going out. And a healthcare assistant is basically just a standard carer. Um, obviously, you can learn a lot and you can do training to basically do as little as the job uh, description requires or you could basically do more um, yeah. so, um i'm doing it already <laughs> <laughs> so before Sorry. before the podcast started i was, I was saying to it. nick like, we're just gonna have a conversation try not to say the um too much because <laughs> when you when you record a lot 
Uh, I mean, a lot of you guys won't see the outtakes or the bloopers that I, you know, don't put in the videos. Uh, if you want to see those, leave a comment. I'll, I'll do like one monthly video of all the bloopers. Uh, Nick finds them hilarious. I find them very irritating. Yeah. But one thing a lot of people say is they just say, mm, um, um, all oh, the time. So all the time. I was saying, you know, just if you feel yourself saying it a lot, just take a breath, calculate your response and then say, I it's just fine. Know, I, it's I fine. didn't notice it until I said it like three consecutive times in a row. And I was like, I need to stop. <laughs> oh, also, this is the first ever podcast we've ever recorded. So... Leave a comment down below if you, you know, throughout this, if you enjoy it, or if you listen on Spotify, like, you know, I really, really appreciate you. Uh, I don't know how this is going to come out in terms of video or audio. You may hear tea slurping. You may hear vapes oh going God, off. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just taking a slurp of my tea. And I think I, I can hear that. So that must be going through on the, on the mic. So I apologize in advance. But okay. So, you know, you found yourself getting into the NHS. We'll, we'll, we'll come away from that for a sec because that's mm. something I want to speak to you in the next part of the podcast like, yeah. massively. Uh, which is one of the reasons why I've got you on. Mm. But tell us a bit about yourself. Like, what is what's your what are your most what's your favorite interest? What, what what are you into? I don't know. I feel like that's quite a hard question because okay. I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm into a lot of things. Um, okay, let me narrow it down then. So, what have you been re into recently? What what is the thing recently that you've really got into that you're enjoying? Star Wars. <laughs> yes, I'm so so glad that you're into Star Wars now. So. A little bit of backstory. Uh, Nick has never been in Star Wars, didn't really understand the hype or the lore or, or anything to do with it. And it was literally the other night. You were like, do you know what? I just want to watch a film that I've not watched. Pick something. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, that could be anything. And you were like, oh, do you want to watch Star Wars? And I was like, uh, yes, I do. So we, we didn't take the traditional route of four, five, six, one, two, three, then the new ones. I gave Nick the option and she was like, well, we might as well start from one and work our way through. So we've seen all the prequels. We haven't seen four, five, and six. Uh, I'm so excited for you to see those. Yeah. And then we can get onto the new ones. And yeah, if, no, like I'm I said excited. to you the other day, if we do this pretty quickly, uh, we can actually still see Star Wars Episode Nine in the cinemas because yeah, it's out now. So yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So what, what are you liking about Star Wars at the moment? I don't know. It's just like a different universe i don't know I, I really like i get really invested in certain things i feel like when you when you say what are my interests i find that hard to i don't know i kind of find it hard to pinpoint things because i okay. feel like i'm very much a person that swaps tries a lot of stuff yeah i try a lot of things yeah, yeah. um just because i've gone off of something doesn't mean i don't still like it for example yeah but, no, of course i, you know I think I mean? when when you're in getting into your 20s <clears throat> even when you're younger than that, my, my advice would be, from my experience would be try as many things as you can. Yeah. You need to taste things before you realize what you enjoy doing. And like, I feel like I've really done that in the oh, last 100%. few years. Like I, I've really just explored different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each uh, like opportunity I've had to go out and do something new, I'm like, you yeah, know what, course. let's do it. Even sometimes I have a tendency of like stretching myself too thin, which yeah, you, do. you always yeah, go, you stop do. doing it. You're going to you burn exhaust candle yourself. Yeah. yeah, you will. And but, that's just from experience. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm just one of these person that one of these people. One of these persons. One of these persons. I am one of these persons. That don't want to miss out on things. So oh, no, I get it. I, I always go, that, yep, that's let's do it. That's an age yep. thing. Yeah. That 100% is an age thing. And then anyone you know, listening or watching will, will definitely agree with you. I mean, I remember doing it. I was working all the time, but still wanted to play and have fun. And you just you feel feel like you're invincible until mm. it gets on top of you, and then yeah. it, it it crushes you, and then you need even longer to kind of get ready 
and back to your actual state. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll totally agree. I think that you, I'm quite proud of you. You try a lot of things um, and you give it a good go. And that, that way you can at least say that uh, I'm into this, but I haven't mm. got time for it or I'm not yeah. into that. I won't try that anymore. And I think there's a lot of people out there right now, uh, older, younger, similar age that just don't. They're just stuck doing the same thing. And it is what it is, I suppose. Mm. Um, so... Taken, taken away from the fact that you can't pinpoint what you are interested are because you mm-hmm. do so many things. Um, <laughs> how long, obviously, one of the requirements for this podcast is obviously that you vape. So how long have you been vaping for? Um, so I've been vaping for, I want to say, what, about, is it about two and a half years? I'm trying to think. We've, or longer, longer, than, longer three, than that. Three and a half, I think. I think, I think it's, it's around about, four years I remember now. it was in October, but I can't remember what year. I, I think January. it was. I think it was October 2016. I think. Okay. And, and just for context for, for people listening and, and watching, uh, how many cigarettes a day were you on? Were you smoking for a long time? So I was probably only smoking. I was definitely more of a social smoker. Um, I probably the only worst have, kind of smoker. I know. I hate I know. social smokers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I only smoke when my friends do. Um, but no, I, I, I'm, it's, <laughs> it definitely wasn't one of those things where oh yeah I'd only have one if someone else was going out for one it, I did need I did definitely have a nicotine addiction and I still okay. think I do I'm glad you recognize that because when we first got together I, I was about pack a day for I'd say good seven years mm. uh, and I just just remember Nick always moaning at me for smoking so much and it used to confuse me because I'd be like you smoke too why don't why don't you get this like you do not have a, a nicotine addiction I don't get it I know that there's different styles of smokers you know heavy light and whatnot but it, it just baffled me because you were like why are you smoking so much I'm like because oh, I'm I, a smoker know, like, like it, you it's, cer- it's certain things like I don't know like first thing in the morning you'd be like right going for a fag and I'm like oh, yeah nah Cap, cup of I'm coffee like, I need to wake cigarette. up first was, I need to get amazing. ready then do you know what I mean then okay so one. Having your smoking habits, uh, how do you find the switch to vaping? Did you find it easy? Did you find it hard? Was it something that kind of just came naturally or? I find, I found it easy for the most part. I remember um, I had a chest infection. I remember I was smoking away. I had a chest infection. God, I love one of those. I know. Felt like I was dying. Felt like I was about to cough up a lung. Um, And we had been speaking about it for a little while. Um, One of our good friends, Tom, had um, started it speaking to us about it so it was like might do might do that i never kind of got around to it and then i was like i've got a chest infection i do not want to be putting a fag in my mouth right now so i thought let's try it and i can't remember what was my first do you remember what my first device was um oh this is going back so we had you had the had cool, cool fire, fire the gold, the gold cool and, fire and i bought that for you off amazon i yes, remember you did. because and you i remember start. now tom i don't want to throw you under the bus mate i really don't <laughs> But I remember when we first got set up, you were like, oh, just whack a 12 milligram in it. You'll be fine. <laughs> you smoke the same amount as me. You'll be fine. And I remember coughing my lungs up mm. for like three weeks. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just the way it's meant to be until you get used to yeah. it. And it wasn't <clears> until <throat> I actually came into the store. As you can see, we're in a store, uh, Phoenix, which is where I work. Um, it's just been a hell of a journey. <laughs> I remember the, the guy who originally hired me, Danny, who was here, a good friend of mine, um, Shout out, Danny, if you're listening. I don't know if you will be or watching. Maybe you are. Uh, but I remember him sorting me out, the sort of nicotine strength and stuff. But your device, I'm trying to think what you had. I had the Core little, Fire 4. It was a little black you, something. Did you have... Uh, it had like that pointy drip tip. I can't remember what it was, though. Do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, what? this is going to bug me. What was your first device? I don't device? know. I don't know. Because I went but straight to all Subo. I remember... Yeah, all, I, I definitely had a mouth-to-lung device. Um... 
Oh. And all I remember was... it was... K3? K2, K3? Maybe. That I think it was familiar. in the Spy K series. Yeah. Was it a pen? Or was it a box mod? Pretty sure it was a box mod. I think so. I can't remember what you had. It wasn't, have it, we still it got wasn't it? a pen. No. You must have it somewhere. No. Did you reckon it's at your mum's? Maybe. I, I, actually, I'm going to go on a mission to try and find <laughs> it because that's going to bug me. But yeah, and then I remember... Um, so that was like in the October... I had an awful chest infection. I probably started like a week or so before you. Then you kind of started on yeah. one. And I think we were probably having like a cigarette here and there yeah, with like, them, yeah. which I'll, I'll is obviously normal, yeah, like yeah. for Definitely. someone who's trying to make the swap. Some some switch. customers I speak to over the years uh, feel guilty coming in and saying, mm. oh, I've had a, cr- a crafty cigarette here yeah. and there. And what I say to every single person is everyone is different. It, it People adjust to it differently. Oh, not in the mic. Don't want to do that too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, people adjust to it differently. I... I for me, I've probably had, I cut down from 20 a day almost instantly. Uh, and I think what it was is more of a men- mentality shift. It was, yeah. I want to quit. Yeah. I got to a point I was sick and tired of getting yeah. chest infection every three months. And it's expensive. Like, it's so well, Yeah, expensive. so when we quit and they mm. switch, they were like seven to 7.50 a pack. Yeah, maybe eight quid. They're now like £12 a packet. Something. I, I found it crazy. How insane like, is that? A friend reminded me recently that they don't do like pack of tens anymore. And I was like, what? I completely no, forgot about that. I know, I know this happened like, what, two, what, a year, year two you years ago or whatever. You and yeah, and I'm like, oh just my God. It's crazy. But yeah, so for a little while after, I'd, I'd just be on the vape kind of thing. Um, and then I'd go out with my friends and it's, it's generally, you know, the thing of alcohol and cigarettes go together. So I definitely would have a few on a so, night out. Do you know that is one thing, being in the industry now, mm-hmm. uh, a few years later, people aren't going to give me that excuse anymore. With things like the Caliburn, You've got no excuse. But you know what? I, back then, I'll give you that. Like, you had a poor bitly issue. Yeah. Things were massive. They were bulky and mm-hmm. they were heavy. i give you that. Now, no excuse. But you know what? No, now, like, for example, even recently, I have been on a night out and smoked. And then I, like, I'm like, nah. Like, I will literally have, like, a couple drugs because I think, oh, that's what I want. Because I think I associate my going out and drinking alcohol with having a cigarette. cigarette yeah. No, so, a lot of people do. A lot so, of people do, to be fair. But each time I have recently, I'm like, no, why, why, why am I even doing this? Do you know what I mean? It's not even giving me anything. It just tastes like crap, so... Yeah, no, I'll give you that. Okay, so that was a bit into your vaping journey. Yeah. So do you prefer mouth-to-lung devices or sub-ohm? Because I feel like this opinion, of, for a lot of vapors, myself included, has changed a lot yeah, in the last two years. I agree, I agree. Because, yeah, I'm pretty sure I started on a mouth-to-lung, which I think was good. I, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm pretty sure we I both did. went sub-ohm. Yeah, maybe I, I remember did. Y- I remember our first big upgrade was Christmas present you got me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I we, was going to talk about yeah, that as well. We went to visit my dad a few years ago. He recently moved, well, I say recently, years ago, he moved to Chroma. He retired early. Very Feels lucky like man. Um, so it does feel like recently, to be fair. Time flies. But when we were up there, we actually found a smock vape shops. Now, it wasn't like a smock branded shop. It was like a smock franchise. Mm. Uh, one of the first I'd ever seen. To be honest, but I've what never I seen remember, I remember you had just kind of got into the oh, vaping it, the industry, industry, like started reading things online about vaping and everything. And I remember the one thing like you were going on about was the this alien smock kit. alien kit. I wanted kit. the alien kit, and I was like, "Oh, what is this?" And you showed me pictures online or whatever, and we, we was talking about buying it. Um, and then it was crazy that we was just walking down Chroma, which is very much a town that's kind of like independent if you haven't been to Chroma, you're not missing out on much <laughs> it is a seaside town and it's literally that it's where it's people all, go to die yeah it's mainly all independent stores obviously it's a lovely the old, place like, in the summer yeah but yeah so we were so winter. shocked so we went in there 
your poor dad stood outside for like an hour while we oh. like faffed around juices yeah, yeah. and then we looked at the alien um the alien kits and everything and then i was like you know what because i think it was was it cheaper because it was down in Chroma or so basically, they gave us this good offer because we got... Yeah, they gave us a yeah, discount. Like, so because we were getting two setups, the chargers, the batteries, batteries and yeah. juice, they did us a, a really good deal. Uh, I'd actually like to go back there and speak to them. Be yeah. like, I actually work in the industry yeah. now. I have done for years. I think it'd be great. Um, at the time, the Smock Alien kit from where we are in um, like South East, it's like East Angular yeah, sort of area. There was a, I was like a six to eight week waiting list for the mm. alien. It swept yeah. the whole world by storm. And it wasn't in any of the shops. No, it was nowhere. Us, it was sold so. out online. It was in any of the shops. So when we just by chance went in there, because we thought, oh, we can get some juice and coils, we see them open their delivery box. It was almost like it was fake. Yeah. Like we went in there, yeah, like open the delivery box, yeah. and it was full to the mm. brim of kit onlys, uh, mod onlys, tank onlys, the whole thing, every color you could think of at the time. And it was just like, look, I'm, I'm, I know I ain't got any money right now, but you, you, and then it's I'll, Christmas soon and, then I was and it's just now like, or never. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? This Best may decision well, we This may made, as well be our Christmas present. Because I, I honestly, yeah. I couldn't have continued with the ISO yeah. 5 on top of that uh, Cool Fire 4. It, it was, for its first time, it was a fantastic device, but I outgrew it very quickly. And I, I find feel a lot like of they do. actually gave us the first bit of advice about nicotine strengths and what was yeah. right for that tank yeah, yeah. and... Also, the difference between yeah. um, mouth to lung and direct lung as 100%. well. hundred percent. I feel like I definitely didn't understand that before getting my alien no, kit. Like, like I said, I spoke to Danny um, at Phoenix. And Tom had introduced me to it because Tom was like, oh, there's a new vape shop in town. And it was really cool to come in here. And that's probably one of the many reasons why I love this place. I feel like I've got an emotional attachment to it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of started picking up a little bit, but mm. nowhere near obviously where I am now. But at the time, it was a case of, I still need to learn, but yeah. I want to learn yeah, about definitely. it. It wasn't like, a, oh, it's too much. I can't be bothered. It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm invested. You've got mm. me. Let's figure it out. And I think you're right. You've got, in my opinion, you've got two types of vape shops. You've got vape shops that want to take your money. Mm. And then you've got vape shops that want to give you the right advice. Yeah, and, and it's so hard to find the right vape shop for you. Um, but yeah, okay. But yeah. Okay. And I just remember tasting. Oh, the oh, flavor like difference. The first taste oh that we God. had was like insane like i wish we could go back and taste those exact juices because i remember i got um mango lo was it mango loco is that what it was uh, called no By i think that's, that's a monster drink oh, um, oh yeah that's it el diablo that's el diablo it yeah. but it was mango something mango and oh no 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 passion fruit yes oh what was it called something oh, it was el diablo yeah it was el diablo and it was passion fruit with punch. Uh, did yours have no ice? definitely didn't right advice. so i hate I ice got sold for a drink thing. All right, this is the one thing I got sold a dream on. So this guy was like, oh, you need to try this juice. It's amazing. It's called Lizard Tears. Lizard Tears. And I was like, oh yo, God. that sounds dope. I'm going to try that. And I smelt it. Uh, didn't try it in the shop. And I was like, it, oh, it smells, it it smells like black cut. I just wasn't expecting the, until, the ice. Yeah. This is before ice was a thing. It was just, you know, menthol strengths. <clears> you either had strong menthol or you didn't. And um, yeah, I filled up my tank, let it prime. And uh, yeah, tried it for the first time and it blew my face off in the middle of winter in a cold chroma night. But it was, uh, it literally it tasted, like, tasted like, yeah, black currant soothers. Oh, blew my it head wasn't off. bad, that's, but. That's the day, uh, the weekend I got weak liquor. Um, carnival. Carnival. Oh I was my God. addicted to that yeah, so much. Carnival. I can't even sniff it anymore. It's just so. You, you vape so much of oh, that. <laughs> buckets of it. I loved. And do you remember, I'd always, I'd, I'd go online and try, and I, I think that only the El Diablo El diablo whatever it is site would do the man oh no what was it passion fruit something was it passion bomb 
passion bomb. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. it. Passion bomb. Passion bomb. And I still love fat juice. I still, I still do. But yeah, and then it was just like direct lung was the thing kind of thing. And that definitely satisfied me. And I remember we were on six milligrams and then we very shortly went down to three. But then Yeah, we I dropped like, down quite quickly. Yeah, but then I feel like, I mean, I'm still, I mean, I'm not, not so much anymore for direct lung, but I feel for a long time I was stuck on that three and I was kind of worried to go down to a zero because I was thinking I'm just going to need nicotine kind need of thing. some sort of nicotine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I didn't really ever think about going back to mouth to lung until kind of like Nick Saltz kind of came in. Oh, like Nick Saltz were a like. game changer. And that was only like last year. Like only up until yeah. the start of last year, I never really went back to a mouth to lung because I didn't really, I didn't think I needed it. But, and then I kind of, and I've now got this nice balance of having a zero milligram in my direct lung and my, and a, it depends. Sometimes we'll get PG juice, put a six um, for my calibre, for my mouth to lung. Um, and then other times I'll have Nick salts, but sometimes they give me a, like they make me a bit woovy, woovy, woovy. Woovy, is that? Groovy. A bit woovy. A bit wavy. Because <laughs> it's just such a... But yeah, I think Nick salts are th- such I'm a good quite, invention. I think I am quite nicotine sensitive though. Because yeah, 100%. I, like when I used to have a cigarette, what, what like the first cigarette of the day, I'd be a bit... My head would be a bit fuzzy, do you know what I'll I mean? I'll be brutally so. honest with you. I, I think a lot of people were. I was, and I liked the rush, personally. That's why I used to say I have a cup of coffee and a cigarette in the garden or, you know, wherever I was first thing mm. in the morning. And that first pull, you're like, whoa. But that, that rush is what I was after every day. Yeah. There's certain times, like, people have, uh, you know, first thing in the morning, uh, after dinner, when they're on a night out, all sorts. But they're, they're habitary cigarettes, and yeah. I feel like everyone has their own. Mm. But yeah. For me, it was always after a meal. Yes, there's yeah, nothing, yeah, and yeah. even even to this day with vaping, as soon as I've eaten something, I need to have a vape to feel satisfied. It's weird. It's uh, like a yeah, I well, know. It, it kind of like like for me, like I said to you before, when we first really started getting into it, I really liked the desserts. It was mm. for me. I'm, I'm a seasonal dessert vapor. When it's colder, I like to vape desserts because I feel like when it's warm, I want that menthol, that ice. It's refreshing. Mm. But in the winter, when we started. I was massively into my desserts. For so long, I just didn't like desserts. But I was more of this eating, fruity like, person. No, I get that. Yeah. I'd, I'd have a strawberry cheesecake, but it would stop mm. me eating I'm a strawberry cheesecake. I'm actually vaping a dessert. What? You're feeling all right. Yeah, I know. Oh. Um, One last question. Yeah. One last question to end this section of the podcast, and that is, do you think vaping has changed you for the better or not made a difference? Oh, 100%. It has 100% changed me for the better. Like, it's not just... I feel like when you're when you're a smoker, you don't realise a couple of things, like how much it stinks, for example. Oh, honestly. Or how much, With like your taste buds as well. That's something oh, yeah. I really, really notice a difference in. When I stop smoking, I can actually taste things better. Um, I actually started liking things I never liked as a kid mm. or things as a teen when I was smoking yeah. I didn't like. I now like a lot more things because I yeah. want my taste buds back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they say your palate changes every decade yeah. anyway. But as I got older, I was just trying new things. Like I started liking vegetables mm. and I was like, well, I'm, I must be an adult. I like vegetables yeah. and things like that. Whereas when I used to smoke, you don't realize how much it numbs yeah. your taste buds. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And like I said, for me, the number one reason why I prefer vaping is because I don't get chest infection every three months yeah. on the dot. Oh my, I literally oh. have not had a chest infection since. since. Yeah. It's... But I'll have obviously the standard viral cold or whatever, but... Yeah, but that's nothing to do with <clears throat> No, that's nothing vaping. to do with vaping. It's just out yeah, and about. That's, that's and, you know, a viral, perks of your virus, job and being yeah. around people that are ill and stuff. Yeah. 
He always blames me whenever he gets ill. Yeah, he thinks that I've been home aids. Even though he's probably, you know, communicated with however many people. No, I'm not having it. But he blames me, even though I'm not ill. <laughs> okay, so before we have a domestic on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> that ends the first part of this podcast. We're just going to go away for two minutes, re- reconfigurate, and uh, the next part is a really, really important part. Uh, one of the main reasons I got Nick on this podcast is so we can talk about the NHS views on vaping. Um, so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed so far. If you have, make sure to leave a like, comment below, subscribe if you haven't, and we'll be back in two seconds. Sorry about that short break. Uh, we are now back for the second part. I don't have a, a name for this part. It's just kind of like... This is like the topic part, basically. Yeah, the topic of yeah. the podcast part. The, the podcast main topic, main topic time. Uh, and today, time. for the first episode, I thought it would be really good to talk about uh, the NHS's... The nurse. The, NH- the nurse, as LEG <laughs> would say. Uh, the NHS's uh, approach to vaping, whether they support it. Uh, and actually speaking to someone on the front line who mm. does work for the NHS on a yeah. daily basis, be interested to see their views on mm. vaping, how they support it, how, you know, are they advising people to switch or yeah. are they just completely ignoring it? Because with everything going on in America right now, it's really scary state for vaping oh, as an industry. I know. But what I've always said in my videos to you guys and, and to everyone I speak to, customers as well, Britain or England is the vaping capital of the world. We are mm. so pro-vape. And with all the research we've done with Public Health England and the NHS, no one's talking about it. So is there anything at work when you're... When you're well, firstly, we can kind of recap from what you mentioned earlier about mm. what you do. Yeah. Go a bit more in detail about what you're actually doing and what you yeah. see on the front <clears> line. Because <throat> I'll be honest with you, I could not do what you do. I respect anyone in what I call the blue light service. So yeah. fire engines, mm-hmm. police, like policemen, ambulance service, mm-hmm. people working in the NHS. I could not do that. So... First of all, massive respect. Oh, thanks. Um, but yeah, what, what is it you do? Like, go, in, go into a bit more detail. What, what, was, what is your job? So going back to what I was saying earlier, so when I um, done that placement from college on this ward, it's actually an orthopedic trauma ward. So that means orthopedic basically bones? means bones. Yeah, right. but it's also a musculoskeletal system. So okay, that's, what is that? So that's your system that includes your skeleton, your muscles, your tendons. So... For example, the ma- the majority of the injuries that come in are broken bones. But like, for example, yesterday we had a guy that um, was using a circular saw and sliced half of his, half of his leg open. Wait, 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 before you go into this, can you talk about this? Maybe you want like patient confidentiality. Yeah, as long as I don't say any names, um, oh. any dates of birth, anything like that. I can I can speak about anything I want. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So a guy, what, cut, cut his leg off? No, he didn't cut it off. Oh. Uh, I don't even think it went to the bone. But oh my God, a doctor showed me a picture and it was because by the time by the time he came up to us, it's all wrapped up kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he has a, what we call a laceration. But a laceration can be like anything from like a little cut. And this was a, a laceration. This was a huge gash in his thigh, basically. See why I couldn't do your job? Like, <laughs> that, nah, like if I saw that, I would pass out. Straight up. He hates blood. I hate blood. It's meant to to be in your body, okay? If it's outside of your body, something is wrong. Yeah, there was a lot wrong. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Well, yeah, circular (laughs) source of the thigh doesn't sound like a great idea. So so someone asked, um, someone who was like on the bank system, which is basically a 
overtime system. So they're not permanent on any wards. They come and work. So this person wasn't familiar with orthopedics. And I said, well, why are they on your ward when he hasn't got any bone injuries? And I said, because it's, he's still, he's got tendons and ligaments and muscle that has been damaged. Exposed. And that's, and our doctors specialize in oh, okay. so reconstructing you do, that. So you do work with, you know, you specialize in bones, fractures and stuff mm. like that, hip replacements. But you also deal with the muscular side of it as yeah, well. Yes, but then there's there's a fine level of what we deal with, and then what Everyone plastic doctors deal with. Plastic doctors. Yeah, as They're in just... like plastic surgeons. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I need a bit <laughs> of context. Plastic just plastic doctors, just <laughs> plastic figurine doctors, just in the corner, like oh, just send them to the plastics, so that'll be fine. Yeah, that's what we say. Oh, need plastics to get so right. uh, you know, review re- them. That just reminds me of Mean Girls. <laughs> Yeah, just the plastic. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of hard ass doctors. And there's so much. So stop me if I do speak too much jargon because yeah, the amount of times you don't realize, you don't realize that because it's something you talk about on a daily, you know. A... Trust me, dealing with customers and, yeah, and even exactly. in this industry, exactly. there is a lot of jargon and terminology mm-hmm. that I, I forget myself sometimes. So you have to kind of strip it back yeah. and, and break it down. So, first off, yeah. your job role <clears> is to deal with bones and some muscular. Yes. Stuff. So basically, yeah. yeah. So started as a healthcare assistant or a HCA. um, And that's basically the main care aspect of the patient because that, I honestly think that like, and a lot of people say like we are the foundation, like healthcare assistants are the foundation. Like I don't know how doctors, like nurses, doctors, any other like speciality could help a patient when they haven't had their basic care needs met first. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, That makes sense. So yeah, so... That's basically what um, HCA is. Um, and you've got the different bands. So you've got a band two, which is a HCA, a band three, which is a healthcare support worker. And that is basically mm-hmm. um, pretty much similar, but you have to have a level three qualification. Um, so it right. means that you're a bit more specialised. Um, you have to have certain competencies done, like knowing how to cannulate, bleed, catheterize, doing the ECG, like various different things. Okay. Um which I I technically done my level three through college, and um, what was right. quite an annoying thing was I, I when I finished college had my level three I couldn't actually get paid as a band three because um, the hospital didn't recognise it because it wasn't a qualification that they sent me off to do basically right, okay. so so yeah that was a bit frustrating so between training from my band two to band four I didn't get paid a band three Fair band enough. three wage sorry what was you gonna say just quickly. Mm-hmm. What is the, before we get into like how the NHS views vaping, yeah. one thing I just want to ask you, what is your, uh, what, what's your most favorite aspect of what you do for a living? And also, what is the worst aspect of what you do for a living? I feel like my favorite aspect has, has changed over time. Like okay. actually not being a carer anymore. Now, actually when I go and do care, I re- I miss it like because I still do it on an everyday basis, oh, okay. just not as much. Right. Um, so I actually really enjoy doing personal care. Like I really enjoy making someone feel like they have started their day like they normally would. So someone who can normally get up, have a shower, brush their teeth, get themselves changed, put their normal creams or whatever on. I imagine not being able to do that for two weeks. Do you know how? Yeah. Mate, not I, yourself... I get antsy if I don't have yeah. a shower before yeah, I leave the house. You don't so... feel yourself. So I really really like going through that process of someone like that's i mean that's a favorite thing but i mean 
overall, I'd say a favourite thing is learning something new every day. Like every day is oh, interesting. Okay. Like oh, I can always learn that. something new. I mean, you work and in a busy hospital. when I do hospital, learn something big, like it's, I love, it's information. Yeah, I mean, to be like, fair, this knowledge is power. <laughs> does like 14 hour shifts, gets up at stupid o'clock in the morning, comes <clears> home <throat> at stupid o'clock at night. But if she's learned something new or had a good day, like she will not shut up about it until I, I then get no sleep, which I really rate. I admire that because it shows that even though you're having a long, exhausting day, you're loving what you're doing because you're yeah. coming home and you're like, my day was sick. Yeah. I learned this and I helped this person. And obviously living with you mm-hmm. and being with you through the most, well, if not all of your, but then yeah, in that journey, yeah. like seeing the ups and the downs, mm-hmm. like the ups always outweigh the downs. But what would you say is that your least favorite or the worst thing about your job and why there definitely are a few kind of things i can imagine yeah yeah and it's it's not even the things like i don't know dealing with certain bodily fluids that you wouldn't want to be dealing with stuff like that honestly doesn't bother me anymore yeah it's actually more i I mean and don't get me wrong like obviously there's the obvious of watching people like your you your job is to care for someone and to make them better and sometimes no matter what you do that doesn't happen so yeah, yeah medicine can only go so far yeah so you watch someone deteriorate and unfortunately sometimes you watch people pass away so that is obviously Man, that must be hard a horrible part of the job I, I honestly couldn't do that I've had to do that with someone close to me and well, it tears, tears you apart so mm. I couldn't imagine doing that on a day to day. Even though they're people you may not necessarily know, like the ins and outs of, you get to know them by yeah. You'd be surprised how much you get to know them. Yeah, of course. Um, like that's kind of like the difference between working on a ward and working in A and E as well. Because I mean, when I do kind of overtime shifts in A and E, I enjoy that. But then I know that person for like a few hours, if that. Yeah, of course. And then they're off to the next person. Whereas I may, like for example, some patients have been on the ward for months, like months and months and months, and you really get to know. They must forget how to walk. Could be laid down that long. They don't lay down that long. They have a lot don't, of pressure. Don't spoil this for me. <laughs> I thought you just got like a month's worth of sleep. No, that's what you would want to do. Oh, but. God, I would love that. But. So, yeah, in terms of the NHS supporting vaping, is there anything that you feel like, like the general public or just you know, people in general, vapors in general, don't know what the NHS are doing? Or is there anything they do that shows that they're back in vaping as a, and i mean this not if you do don't do either to start vaping we've never advocated for that i never will as a safer alternative to mm. cigarettes because one of the main uh, articles i read i think it's about five six months ago now uh, i think it's, it's either e-cig one or e-cig wizard i'm pretty sure it's e-cig wizard just secured a multi-menual game-changing mm-hmm. contract to open vape stores inside NHS hospitals, which is, which crazy, is mental, which is crazy, and fair play to you guys for getting that contract. But something there—that's insane. Something there I see is a bit like ooh kind of thing. Is that you are not allowed to vape? Obviously, you're not allowed to smoke in a hospital. You're not allowed to vape in a hospital either. So just quick with that, <laughs> I only believe that, and I, I totally agree. I don't think you should be able to vape on wards. It's yeah. just meant to be a sanitary place, and yeah. I I think it's absolutely crazy if you go back twenty years, thirty years, you could smoke. On a wall, like that's mental. I think that's crazy. I mean, like in in all of the wall. Well, I mean, in the hospital now, in most hospitals, like oxygen is built in into the walls. Yeah, that's like pure so, oxygen. Exactly. So, ignite, so if bang. someone, I mean, there have been times that people will smoke on the wall. Oh, mate. Honestly, see, like sometimes there, you get like an old confused lady who will just whack a fag out of a purse kind of thing and start smoking, and then it's kind of like, come on, love, like we need to take those away. It's not the fifties anymore. Yeah, but then, but then, no, you'll get completely able people. Able people 
Just like fancy you're it. my age, hidden in a side room, be like, oh, you know what, I'll have a quick one, stick my head out the window, they won't know kind of thing. The thing is, well, this is know. what people don't realise. You realize. can smell it. Like, it's yes. such, a, such a clean environment. Oh, you can uh, it's smell. not even that. No, yeah. oh, for yeah. someone like myself or you or any of you guys mm-hmm. that vape, you will, we are called the worst type of smokers because we're ex-smokers. Mm-hmm. They say we're the worst and, you know, I, I totally get it because we've been there, we've done it, we've given up. You can smell things so You're like a dog when it comes to yeah. cigarette smoke. I have customers come in here and say that they've tried giving up and they haven't smoked for a week, but I can smell the cigarette down the high street. Yeah, right? I, I don't think mean. people realise until you actually give up how much it smells. It, stinks, it stays yeah. in your clothes, yeah. it stains the walls, yeah. the teeth, everything. Uh, but yeah, so do where you work, your mm-hmm. hospital, does it have a vaping zone? Because there's been a few hospitals I've been to where I've seen big old banners outside mm-hmm. saying, um, it's do a not pro- smoke here. Do not smoke, but you can vape in designated areas. Yeah. So, uh, and I really like <clears> that. That's, that's really cool. So vaping, so as long as you're outside of the building, like you can vape, but there for smoking wise, there is a big red, just like you've got ye- like yellow lines on a road. There's a big red line around the entire perimeter of the hospital grounds. And so that red line means you can't smoke you can't within smoke them red there. lines. Oh, but don't worry. Everyone does. Because of course I do. Do they people, have people that... Um... Like the, there is uh, the entrance that is right near my ward. There's a massive thing. Please respect us, like non-smoking policy. Yeah, policies. You get people literally underneath that sign smoking. Oh, man. Like, yeah. Do you have anyone that officiates that? You don't have like ticket wardens. Do you have people that go around and be like, look, you can't you know smoke what? there? There was, but I haven't seen many recently. And you know what else Logic really cuts. bugs me as well? And I will definitely say something if I see someone there. Because not only is that a big like middle finger, also right outside that sign is a children's ward. Yeah, it's not nice. Like, and but if those windows that, are open, you know If you saw someone I mean? vaping there, would you still say something? Because me personally, I probably would. I, I mean, personally makes... for myself, like I still go to... I, I still go outside of the um, smoking area. Yeah, because, so my natural... And I'll tell you why as Yeah, well. my natural reaction is whenever I go anywhere um, that I'm not familiar with where I know I can vape, so say I go to a hospital, I will hunt out a smoking area. Like, like I said, there's a couple of hospitals. I don't go very often. I'm not a, re- re- a frequent hospital visitor. I, like, like, I try not to be, you know... <laughs> In my opinion, if you're in the hospital, something's wrong. So I want to stay alive as long as possible, live forever and all that. So if I do go to a place, I want to went to, I think it was Colchester's, mm. uh, where I saw them big banners. There was designated vape areas yeah. like, on the floor. Yeah. But the first thing I did like as a reaction was go and find a smoking area because in the UK, they tie vape laws with smoking laws, which yeah. is perfectly fine. Mm. It, it, you know, we need some sort of regulation but then when I start seeing vape zones, I'm yeah. like, yo, this is awesome. Yeah, so, so we haven't got vape zones, but okay. yeah, so... But you're allowed to vape on the premises and they, yeah. they advocate for that. Yeah, well... That's, not, that's good. I've seen people being told off for smoking but not vaping on in the smoke area. That's but, good. But yeah, so I normally try to go outside of the zones because also it's out of the view of the public where yeah, of it is. I suppose when you're um, working, it's, it's not. It's not because... So I, I wouldn't I, want to see one, you know, one of my patients. No, I get that, but I, I couldn't. I remember you saying this before. Obviously, you might throw anyone mm-hmm. under the bus, no one in specific, but you've seen doctors or nurses tell people to their face that they should quit smoking yeah. because it's bad for their health, and they go outside yeah. and light up a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Like I personally think that is so hypocritical yeah. that there's someone who's in medicine, they're a practicing yeah. medicine, and they can't take their own advice. Mm-hmm. So why should I take their advice? So they can't even follow themselves, which. You may see as a very linear, very um, childish mentality, 
but the principle is the same. No, I know what you, you mean. Know what I mean. No. So I, I, I kind of get that you, you want to be out of the way of the of, say, yeah. like public and things like that while you're at work. That makes sense. And Even like, though oh, I think that vaping is yeah. a bit more socially acceptable now, which I think is great. We have to cover up our uniform as yeah. well. Yeah, again, it's because sterile environment. So but I know also, it's that, that, is a, that is a rule that has obviously came from smoking, but that's something yeah, I yeah. still respect as a vapor. Exactly. Um, so one but thing yeah. I wanted to talk about is mm-hmm. Stoptober is a huge, huge month in this industry. It's yeah. one of the biggest months every year because that one month is where we really try and advocate people to stop smoking. Well, stop smoking, stopping smoking, full stop, and vaping essentially is the end goal. Uh, but I find that there's so much you can enjoy within this industry that a lot of people use vaping to switch because the success rates from you know uh, nicotine patches, chewing gums, any like that. One, they taste horrible, and mm-hmm. two, they just don't work. It's, it's too much nicotine in them. And moving across to vapes, the success rate is so much higher because yeah. it's still having that familiar habit of putting something to your mouth and, and having that same sensation. Mm-hmm. Do you see anything, maybe not just where you work, but in that environment, in that industry, where they still promote Stoptober? I do. Um, with actually vaping, though, something I will add, like, I think it is. I remember. I think. I think the first time I actually saw um, something NHS va- vaping related was actually on the TV. I yeah. remember seeing an so, advert. Yes. Um, NHS advert promoting the switch to when I saw vaping so or e-cigarettes or that wasn't this year gone. It was the year before, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys in the comments can can let me know what year it was. I'm pretty sure it was two years ago now. When I saw that been in the industry that was like christmas yeah it's like, hot, like i was like oh my god like it felt like oh my god it. this has happened yeah like, like this, this has actually insane. happened and then there were posters around the hospital about it um but have you ever overheard a doctor or been in a room with a doctor where they've advised smoking uh, advised vaping if they're if they currently smoke i have i have okay. i've heard them advise um to switch i have yeah. i have That's heard good. them advise to That's switch good. however um I think because of the nature of my ward, it's not something that they You're kind around of... around all the time. Yeah. No, I get For that. example, um, people who smoke... So let's just say someone is bed-bound because they have injured their leg. Let's just say they can't walk, they can't go out for a fag, and they sm- they're a smoker. Um, the main thing someone does ask first of all is like, do you want a nicotine patch prescribed? Because, oh, wow, okay. Because people can't vape in the hospital. I, I, I think get that. If that was oh. different... Okay, so then, would you allow... Vaping in certain areas of inside the hospital. I mean, I don't see why it would be an issue. So I mean, in this I country, don't know. Like, I don't know whether because obviously I I know what is in you know e liquid. Like, I don't. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Does that infect the sterility of I mean, it, an environment? It shouldn't or, really. Do you it's know just what I mean? Like, vapor. it's just water vapor. So it's not going to affect in, the yeah, smoke theory. alarms or whatever. But I mean, I. I've seen individuals, or like, I mean, I've seen individuals who have a little vape in their room, kind of thing, and I go, "Not really supposed to do that," and they're like, well, "Don't do anything," and I'm like, mm, "Yeah, I know, but yeah, we're not actually <laughs> it's allowed one of those to, things. to say not you can really do that. allowed to do that." Yeah. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, "It's fine though," but, but I'm you, like, "No, could you I need see... to try and be that professional to say no, you you shouldn't be vaping and at I, all." I, I, the... I am glad that you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even though you agree with what they're doing. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I it's mean, that but... hard kind of. Yeah. So. Do you think if they did allow vaping inside hospitals that smokers would kick off? Because I believe in this country they would. I think yeah. they'd, they'd feel like they have yeah, a right. Yeah, why can't I smoke yeah. if you can vape kind of thing? Yeah, because yeah. I, I do think like... And I think that's probably one of the main reasons why it's not allowed. And it's also why I think, um, not just myself, but a lot of customers, a lot of other um, 
friends and family that vape that I know of, they agree with tying it with smoking laws because, like I said before, we need some sort of regulations. Yeah. I'm glad we've got them. Mm-hmm. With everything going on in the US right now, we are in such a good place. And I think, like, because we have these regulations, nothing like that would ever happen to us. Mm. We've already gone one step ahead. Like, yeah. One thing um, I'm really hoping will happen is with, with this Phoenix company, uh, there's another branch or another part of the company called EL Science. They're so far ahead of the TPD and they make yeah. some, some of the cleanest e-liquids on the planet. No one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm really hoping having um, toxicology data like we do have, risk assessments that we do have on these e-liquids, everything you see on the shelf is, is so far ahead of the TPD. Mm-hmm. When you've got facts and figures like that to go with the National Health Service, unbeatable power. Yeah. Like it really mm-hmm. is. Now, one thing I will say is I don't want this just to be a massive plug for the shop. It never will be, but... Uh, one thing I will say is Public Health England have worked very close with us and they agree with what we've got so far yeah. and that is a huge step forward. Uh, and the NHS have shown that they, you know, get involved and, with and that provide, research. Like, provide's massive. Yeah. Provide is huge mm-hmm. in the southeast. Um, that is, if you guys that don't know, Provide basically subcontract off of the NHS mm-hmm. and is a stop smoking service. I'm, I'm a qualified stop smoking practitioner through those guys. Um, and that is, it's like a help you switch scheme yeah. through the NHS, mm-hmm. which is a massive thing. Yet again, why I wanted to get someone like yourself on to talk about yeah. it because no one talks about it. Yeah. And we no, should be. I agree. So yeah, so there's um, smoke clinics in the hospital as well and not only in the hospital, in GP surgeries. I'd love to kind of be a fly on the wall in one of those or even work a shift there just to kind of observe how they do um, incorporate vape- vaping into stop smoking kind of thing. Um, because like I say, as an inpatient, like as an inpatient ward, um, where it's like an, a now like a now and then um nicotine relief, they normally offer nicotine patches. I think it's really good though. At least they're giving something. Mm-hmm. Knowing that they can't vape inside the hospital and they are still addicted to nicotine. Because yeah. essentially this is what a lot of people don't realise is I understand that vaping has this facade from the outside. If you don't smoke, you don't vape, they have the whole, we get it, you vape memes. And yeah. I actually, I'm mm-hmm. all for them. I get it. I understand it. But when you actually smoke um, or you're addicted to nicotine, vaping is a nicotine replacement yeah. therapy, essentially. You're just, re- rather than having chewing gum, rather than having the, like the mouth spray, which, by the way, I would not recommend it, honestly, tastes so bad. <laughs> uh, vaping is the nicest, it's the easiest, mm-hmm. it's the... Uh, once you're set up in the right way, like I said, finding the right vape shop is going to sit there and talk you through it all properly and make you understand or help you understand, which is something I've been trying to do on the channel with some of the videos. So one of my old videos, uh, which was what's the difference between mouth to lung vaping and direct lung vaping, in the last few days, it picked up like 500 views because people are now searching in January that want to give up smoking yeah. and I want to be able to provide value. <laughs> yeah. But having the NHS, having like that sort of service, mm-hmm. at least they're doing something. Yeah. And I think what you said with you know, because you can't vape inside the hospital, that's probably their only option. Yeah. Now, what I'm hoping is with this massive contract um, with, uh, I think it's E-Sig Wizard, mm-hmm. opening vape stores inside hospitals, that is game-changing stuff. Yeah. Not only for them as a company, but the whole image of vaping, that the National Health Service is going, this is better for you. Mm-hmm. It's 95% safer mm-hmm. as an alternative to smoking, as you know, based on their research, cancer research, and Public Health England's research that they finally start doing something about it. I understand the NHS has had a lot of cuts yeah. from a lot of different mm-hmm. aspects in terms of staffing, medical care, uh, resources, things like that. I get that. But I think 
having an opportunity to really push into that like non-smoking or switching side mm-hmm. would be great. Yeah. It's an astronomical amount of people die every year from yeah. smoking. It's crazy. I, I do think it is is crazy how much vaping has evolved as in in the sense of oh, how well it is known now it because insane. I think of back being a vapor when I first started vaping and a lot of people were like what is this kind of thing do you know what I mean oh 100% it, 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 it we was, were, it was we difficult were one of those. It, that was yeah it, it was difficult in a sense of I feel like I need to explain to everyone why I'm doing this but I didn't mind it because then I was educating someone else on why Vaping is uh, This is going to sound controversial. And then the amount of people, I mean, I feel like it is controversial because there's still a lot of people that are like, oh, anything you put into your body must be harmful. 100%. And like, I totally agree with that. And I agree with that. I agree. If you don't anything do either, you, yeah. don't do mm-hmm. any of them. Yeah. But one is definitely safer than the other. Yeah. Long term, short term. Like, just in a nutshell, it is. And to see places like America have such a huge vaping market mm-hmm. being a victim of this US flavor bans and mm-hmm. certain states banning devices altogether, all off the back of some like media spinning and articles that have been misinterpreted. What, uh, it's just uh, ridiculous. What I find so funny is though, is when you look at those articles, like they're not from trusted sites. That dies from vaping. Yeah, like they're not from trusted sites. He was vaping illicit THC substance. Like someone in the hospital's got a whiteboard that says vaping has done this to me. Like, you know, why would you do that? Like vaping dodgy THC but products. You would read, like, You'd actually read the article. A lot of people, the amount of people, when all of this came out, they'd read the title. They'd read the title. Yeah, it'd literally just stuff, be, it? Yeah, it'd literally just be, oh, vaping killed this person. Oh, vaping gave me this lung condition, whatever. You see the... You read the article. When you actually read it, it, sa- it didn't actually say, vaping has caused this. It says, I also vape. So you could, you could have just picked up any condition from any virus or bacteria or anything like that because you vaped at the same time yeah it's like saying i don't know i put my shoes on this morning and i broke my foot because of these shoes oh must do you know what i mean like bad shoes just because of a habit that you do or anything that you do that isn't the reason for you developing a condition or do you know what i mean no 100 have you seen the new article that come out in this country so off the back of the u.s stuff nothing like the UK industry, like vaping industry, took a massive hit. Uh, not as much as a lot of people were expecting, which I'm so grateful for mm-hmm. because I, I'm guessing that the UK population are like, well, no, we're so behind vaping. That, you yeah. know, when you actually start reading between it, it's not traditional free-based nicotine products. It's all illicit THC substances. Yeah. And I'm glad that we managed to find out very quickly. It's just America's like, no, I refuse to believe facts. This is exactly what it is. It's just people the that don't one, actually look into things. Of course That's it's not. The thing. They just think, click, oh, that is, is that, I've read it on the internet. I read it, it on Facebook. It must be true. It like, must be true. And, and that's the whole point of a clickbait title. Mm-hmm. It's so in your face. It, it, the whole point is to sum it up in a headline yeah. without making you need to read it. And that, that, they've just done their job well. And then well. people then feed her for that. Like, yeah. I honestly think... This is what I, was I honestly to. think, like, oh, like, let's just say, oh, I got a lung condition tomorrow and I've seen, oh, this person dies from vaping because of this lung condition. I'd be like, oh, I vape as well. I'm oh, going to... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make a big campaign now. I'm going to do well, this big status because the it's the vaping, like... Well, the latest uh, story I saw was, honestly, like, I don't care what you guys think of this, but for me, it was so pathetic because it was in the UK, which surprised me. A mm-hmm. uh, guy went on BBC News, like the morning programs or whatever. Yeah. Young kid, uh, recently turned 18. And uh, he was saying how vaping had given, uh, nearly killed him 
because it was doing something to his lungs uh, and all this sort of stuff. And it was a bit like, okay, well, I need to know a bit more about this and not actually giving any specific reasons. Turns out the guy's allergic to PG. Oh, yeah. Or propylene glycol, which is one of the main ingredients in e liquid. (laughs) And from all the knowledge I have in this country, there is a one in 10,000 chance of a, of a person being allergic to pg so not only it wasn't vaping that killed him it was his allergy that nearly killed him and the other thing that really wound me up is this was two years ago when he was underage and shouldn't have been vaping anyway mm-hmm. so there is so much wrong with this and they're like oh yeah but it's vaping though yeah what well, we should be addressing how he got hold of a vape underage mm-hmm. that's what we should be addressing and if he's allergic like one he shouldn't get the vape and two if he was the person that was setting him up i mean i say this I'm trying to think of, honestly, out of 10 times, how many times I ask if they've got an allergy to PG because it's so rare. Yeah. But not, usually you'd get like, you'd flare up maybe uh, a little bit, you'd probably get a bit more of a harsher cough. Mm-hmm. Um, you might come out and like spots and things, but it's nothing, everyone, you might get a bit itchy. Everyone gets an allergy a different No way. one nearly dies, yeah. do you know what I mean? But uh, when I saw that, I was like, wow, you are literally trying it's to literally, get off the back it, of it's this. It's literally like saying, peanuts killed me. But I ate a pack but of you, peanuts. No, 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 <laughs> peanuts killed me. But I've got a peanut allergy. Exactly. Like, obviously, so because you're allergic to that so dumb. substance or whatever. Like, no, that is, is really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is where we're going to take another little break. We have one last section of the show, which is called Sherlock Holmes. I am going to put on a hat with a magnifying glass and I'm going to talk to Nick about a topic in the industry that isn't really being spoke about. So bear with us just one moment and we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the last section of the show. I'm wearing a silly hat. I have my magnifying glass at the ready <laughs> and I've also got my pipe. This is the Sherlock Ohms. <laughs> nice plan words. Though. Now, exactly. Nice plan words. Ohms is, you know, part of it. I am actually going to work on uh, getting myself a pipe vape. I just couldn't <laughs> find one because the Smock Guardian was what I was going for. Could I buy one? No. Couldn't get one anywhere. So this will have to do. Well, shout out to my sister for buying us some Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> Mad love, thank you. Now, every show has to have something that is very gimmicky. And in this, what I wanted to do weekly was um, speak to my guest about something in the industry that isn't being spoke about, which I think that we should be talking about. And this week on the first episode, we're going to be talking about ceramic coils. So do you know anything about ceramic coils before we start? Not really. No. Excellent. <laughs> right, so... <laughs> Ceramic coil, for those of you who can't, aren't watching this and are listening on Spotify, I'm wearing a deer hunter hat with a pipe and a magnifying glass. So I may sound weird from time to time. So it's because I've got a pipe in my mouth. I recommend someone actually watch this on YouTube just to see this yeah. at least once. Exactly. <laughs> if you are still watching this podcast, make sure you leave a like and comment below that you've seen Sherlock because uh, you guys are the real OGs and real MVPs, trust me. <laughs> uh, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I just hope it's actually... I've really enjoyed this so far. I feel like people should comment, um, like, with a monocle. Like, you know, that monocle emoji oh, kind of thing. If you, yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? if you do that, then you're a legend. <laughs> so in this section, you are Dr. Watt, all right? Not Watson, but Dr. Watt. Ah, uh, you see what I did there? Okay. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what? <laughs> Sherlock Holmes? Exactly. I like that. So we're talking about ceramic coils. Now, ceramic coils, in my personal opinion, should not be made anymore at this state stage of vaping i think Mm -hmm. we've evolved so much we shouldn't be doing it uh originally ceramic coils were um, obviously made from ceramic uh they they were heat up very quickly they cool down very quickly um 
you need less cotton. It, it absorbs uh, e-liquid a lot better. And typically the flavor is a bit better. Mm -hmm. So they were like, oh, well, we'll just start making ceramic coils. Okay. The problem with that is if you heat up ceramic very quickly and mm -hmm. it cools down very quickly, what, what do you think happens with ceramic? It breaks. Exactly. So it breaks. <laughs> now, if ceramic breaks at a high wattage, which mm -hmm. will cause, it will cause that. If you vape, say you're vaping a, a, a coil at around 80 to 100 watts ceramic. Yeah. That is enough heat to of, of fluctuate from hot to cold mm -hmm. for it to splinter on the inside without you knowing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're inhaling ceramic dust, mm -hmm. which guess what that leads to? Death. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Oh, so I will kill you. I now, was thinking I, to I, I must say, chuck out some lung conditions. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean, death. Yeah, death. <laughs> now, I must say that we do not do ceramic coils of that high wattage anymore. And I have to make this very, very clear. So this was brought up to a lot of companies a few years ago. They have addressed it immediately. A lot of companies completely got rid of their ceramic coils just to be on the safe side. This isn't something that's ongoing. However, there are still some companies that create ceramic coils of very, very low wattage. Mm -hmm. Because what they were saying is based on the study is it only happens at high wattage. So it happens at low wattage. It's not getting hot enough to splinter and break. We all know how fragile ceramic is. Mm. Now, I know you. You knock your vape over a lot. Yeah. So if you even had a 15-watt vape in a ceramic core and you're knocking that over all the time, it's left out in the car, it's getting hot and cold, <clears> the same things are going to happen. Do you know what else I do a lot? And not like this was my old vape. I don't know whether it was just... I feel like some, <laughs> I feel like. Can't take me seriously, can you? <laughs> like on my old nunchaku mod, the buttons are so easily pressed. So, yeah, so you could always ramp I, it up. The no. amount of times I'd literally, I'd be driving, I'd just have it in my lap kind of thing. And then I'd go to take a, you know, go to take a lug of it. And it'd be on 80 watts when it should be on 50. And I didn't even realize because it's done that. So Imagine doing that with a ceramic. Exactly. Coil. So like I said, a lot of these issues have been addressed. But with my monocule, I will read an article which is on my phone. Uh, UL are one of the only companies that do not do a ceramic coil. And they've also released a paper as to why. Oh. So we've got the truth behind science behind ceramic coils. So this is what the article says. It says, customers have asked why UL doesn't make ceramic coils since the ceramic coil has a longer life compared to the Crown 2 coil and some ceramic coils even have better taste. The article, follow, the article followed contains some researches and an, an, I can't speak. Analyze it? I can't say the word. What's the word? Analyze it? No. Analyze. That's the one. Analyze. Analyze of... Analysis. That's analysis. It. We'll get there in the end. Uh, an analysis of uh, how ceramic coils affect vapors' health, and it may be helped. Help, may help you answer the question. Uh, UL realizes the short life of the Crown Two coil when developing coils to taste better and last longer. I'm going to be honest, UL. Like I love you. You're mm. one of my favorite companies, but no one is waiting on them Crown Two coils. Mm. Every vapor just imagines the Crown Two never existed. Okay, right. Just let it go. Uh, but right. So in this article, they present three different um, types of coil and the effects of them. So for number one style of ceramic coil, there's a layer of cotton between the ceramic and the coil. <laughs> the design is lower in strength and makes the ceramic fragile. For example, the ceramic coil breaks apart when pinched and tiny powders will fall off and stick into the cotton. Mm. It is also hard to distinguish the cotton and the ceramic material since they are both white. So even if you knew, like if you are broken and you're trying to pick it out, <clears throat> which you wouldn't, do you yeah. know what I mean? Because mm. you have to take a coil apart oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. 
you still wouldn't even know. Uh, in the case of two and three, the ceramic material and the coil are heated up together and made into one piece. However, the melting point of the coil is lower than the ceramic material, so this causes the surface of the coils to, to be loose and porous. This makes the coil have low durability, it's fragile, and has powders falling off. Mm-hmm. Now, even just reading that scares me. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Something that you know that the amount of times a day you're going to be inhaling. We're just picking it up that. and putting it down. If they're saying it's fragile just yeah. from it being loose yeah. anyway, straight out of the box when you buy I it I just find shop. that so strange that... I mean, I understand the science behind it. I just think, why would they, why would they think to create ceramic coils? Like, using a material... Well, such as ceramic, like it, it tastes better, it lasts longer. Mm. So that's what and I, I will vouch for the industry here. They 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 were trying to innovate. So they try to think of what can we do from normal spring coils before mm-hmm. this is before mesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad mesh has taken over. It lasts longer, it tastes better, it heats up evenly, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And I think every company has a mesh coil now, which is fantastic. But they were trying to innovate, they were trying to do something new, and I appreciate that. But I feel like even though with this science, some companies just went, Yeah, we'll just release them anyway. Die, no problem. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Like, That's a bit of a now I must ASMR say as well, for the, uh, yeah, for the ASMR lovers. <laughs> now I must say as well, as far as I am aware, all right, I don't know if anyone's died from ceramic coil usage. Mm. I'm going to say no because there's no reported deaths of da- uh, vaping traditional products that are regulated, okay, before you come at me with the flavor death ban in America, man. Get in the bin, all right? From what I know with ceramic coils, there have been no recorded deaths, so... It's not as scary as they're trying to make out, but they're just telling you the science of it as, as to why this company mm-hmm. specifically do not make them. Figure two shows particle in the end servers of the micro infrastructure of one, two, and three. So I'll put these pictures on the screen. Essentially, what they've done is they've got um, a massive, massive macro lens and they're looking at the fibers. So I'll put them on the screen for you now can so you can see them. Well. Yeah, of course. So they're just enhanced on them. I still need to read from the top, but you can read yeah. it if you want. Let's have a look. So it's just enhanced images of yeah. the inside of a ceramic coil. Right, okay. So you can kind of get, get a gist yeah. of how they're, <clears throat> how they're laid out. Uh, all three ceramic coils appear translucent with the glass-like exterior. Visible light could be reflected and shattered by pores inside the ceramic material. This is what makes the translucent surface. The ceramic coil is made from a silica similar to glass. Uh, silica, sorry. Therefore, the ceramic coil appears to be glass-like surface. Many impurities can be seen at a magnification of 100 times from a microscope and they appear as black spots. The glass-like particles are not uniform and appear to be uneven and chaotic. One thing I can promise is my reading will get better. Okay. It will get better per episode. I can guarantee that. I'm glad you're doing it though because I cannot <laughs> read out loud. So. I, I failed school, can you tell? Um, <laughs> failed school. The tiny glass pieces have sharp surfaces that can scratch the... Oh, that's a medical word. You'll know that. The trachea? Yeah, the trachea. There, you smashed it. The trachea and avioli when used. So the trachea is the tube. This is why I got you on. <laughs> to the, uh, um, in the throat that kind of goes to your bronchioles, which break down into your lungs. And then the avioli, basically, they little look like little... Yeah, they're basically... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine I like little school. grapes. So little branches and you've got little grapes that go into your lungs and the avioli are the grapes. Thank you. Okay. That's Nick. <laughs> um, yeah, the black spots could also be unrefined toxic material that could have impurities. Right, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, 
Figure three shows particle cross-section surface microstructure of one, two, and three. After breaking the material for the cross-section, we can see glass-like particles with sharp surfaces. The glass-like particles are clearly visible of a magnification of 100 times. So I'll put this image on the screen and I'll show you as well. Mm -hmm. So that's once they've teared the cotton apart and they really look inside of it. So, I mean, look, you can see all the impurities in there. It's just not nice. Oh, God. You can see all the little dots and stuff. That's all stuff coming out. It's crazy. Uh, figure four sh- shows particle edge surface micro infrastructure of one, two, mm-hmm. and three. Some parts have defects and some parts have sharp edges. This comes from two steps in making the ceramic coil. In the first step, the friction causes defects and coarse edges when samples are removed from the mold. In the second step, the surface of the ceramic coil is loose from the friction between the ceramic powders and the mold. The loose powders cannot be heated up and molded onto the, a dense body. The ceramic powders also stick to the surface of the ceramic coil. The process also makes the ceramic powders fall off easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, I'll put the picture on the screen and you can have a look at that. More magnified images. Yeah. Uh, and you can just kind of see it's just not God. very well put together. I mean, look yeah. at that last one. It looks like, I know. literally looks like a bl- bit of glass. Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. I'm glad that, like, you, like this, well, I take my hat off for this you, Well, for doing this. This is why I'm doing like, this every week. There are things oh, in this like, industry. I, had not, I honestly had no clue. Exactly. Like this even not, being a, this is the I'd like to say I'm a, you know, matters. yeah, I'm, I'm like to, I like to say that I'm a, you know, pretty well knowledged vapor. Hope, but hope I, you, hope you're learning something. I'm learning something. Yeah, good. I can, I can concur. Right. I, I concur I, with this statement. <laughs> Figure five shows ceramic powders falling off of microstructure. So this is what scares me the most. It's what falling off mm. of the cotton. When the ceramic powder is touched, the powder sticks onto the surface. Uh, all these powders are glass-like pieces with sharp edges, mentioned above in the optional microscope. Optical microscope, optional. <laughs> the size of the ceramic powder is, <laughs> is distributed between 30 to 120 micrometers, which is too tiny to be seen by the naked eye. So you don't even know this is happening. Mm. You cannot see it. It's microscopic. Yeah. But look, I'll put this on the screen for you guys, but look at that. That is what's oh coming off of God. your coil without you having been able to see it. You can't see that with the human eye. Oh my God. That is scary stuff. That is really scary. Scary, scary stuff. Uh, and then there's some more. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. Oh. Figure six shows a microscopic image of the contact segment between the ceramic and coil. Number one does not compare with the other since the coil does not come in contact with the ceramic material. Many ceramic powders gather at the position near coil. The first reason is that the coil cannot be easily compressed into a ceramic material. And when the ceramic material is molded, this is because of the cross-section of the coil is circular. Second reason is that the powders are produced after taking the coil off the mold. It is impossible to clean the powders stuck to the inner surface of the ceramic coil. Mm. The ceramic powders on the inside of all ceramic coils on the market. And there's one picture here that scares me. It's that, that, look at that. That is insane. It looks like crystals. Oh my God. Mental. Absolutely that is mental. crazy. That's We're so nearly scary. there. Oh, this one's a lot wordy. Here we go. This is where we get to causing death. So this is where it gets interesting. Sudden. Sudden death fatality. (laughs) Finally, ceramic coils may cause death. Um, Okay. Making the ceramic material. The ceramic coil... (laughs) It may cause death. Uh, The ceramic coil is made from inorganic porous ceramic material. Smash that sentence. There are tiny pores inside the ceramic material that cannot be seen. Pores play an important role in wicking. Do you know what wicking is? That's when um, you put the cotton through the coil, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, in order to so produce... So you like wick a... Uh, rebuildable. Yeah, rebuildable. Yeah, just destroy the satisfy. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Sorry, headphone users. <laughs> Hori, uh, pores play an important role in wicking. In order to produce a porous ceramic material, raw materials such as a silica powder and pore-forming materials like starch and other organic polymers are needed. They are then mixed and put into a mold with high pressure. Samples are obtained with a fixed sharp edge. No, sorry. What? Samples are obtained with a fixed shape. Oh, I got sharp wrong. The samples are put into a furnace and set to a high temperature. Pores are formed while the pore-forming pore agent combusts and escapes. Okay. Science. Science. Uh, <laughs> this kind of pore plays an important role by introducing e-liquid into your vape. However, to make enough pores, the temperature to stick the materials th together is lower, which causes low tensile and compre compressive strength. Yeah, I think that's what it said. You can all laugh at me in the comments, it's fine. Uh, the powders that fall off or crack when the ceramic core is touched or shaken, all the powers can be introduced to the lung by air, which is dangerous. In brackets, the speed of air can reach 223 miles per hour when we are vaping. What? what? That's Wait, as fast so as again, a Bugatti how, how uh, so the speed of air can reach 223 miles per hour oh when we are vaping. So when you're just going, ah, that's crazy. That's nearly as fast as a Bugatti Veyron. <laughs> right. So it says vaping. Ceramic cores will absorb more e-liquid. E-liquid is vaporized and evaporated when the coil is working. High pressure from the vapor will expand and damage the structure of the porous ceramic material. Loose powders will fall off and go into the lungs. That's so bad, man. Oh, and then this one just says causing death. Uh, silicosis is a form of an occupational lung disease caused by inhalation of crystalline silica dust. Symptoms are inflammation and scarring in the form of nodular lesions in the upper lobes of the lungs. Mad medical stuff here. Um, this is a type of... Oh, you can read that. It's a medical word. It begins with I P. I don't know where you're going. I don't know where you're That going. long word that begins with P. So it's pneumonia... Wait... Pneumonio, right. pneumoniosis. So <laughs> pneumonia. So that's the the first part is pneumonia. So it's pneumono. Oh my god, I'm really bad. Pneumoconiosis. Yes, that we'll go right. with that. It could be wrong. Pneumoconiosis. I think it, so. it's that. That sounds right. Pneumoconiosis. Silicosis can be complicated by the development of severe scarring, where small nodules gradually merge together, reaching a size of one centimeter or greater. Progressive massive fibrosis is association with more severe symptoms and respiratory impairment. Uh, silicosis can also be complicated by other lung diseases such as tuberculosis, non-tuberculosis, mycobacterial infection, and fungal <laughs> infection. Certain autoimmune diseases and lung cancer, brackets, scoliosis, Wikipedia, Wikipedia Foundation. Mad. Like, I know that was long-winded and it was just me reading stuff and putting things on on the thing. It was just so you can, guys can get context. Mm -hmm. But that's, How crazy that is, is that? crazy. I had no clue. And I think that's amazing that you, well, as a company, has gone, you know Shout what? You, well, Let's do this actual study. Yeah. And I Let's find do the science. We, we're in a stage of vaping where we can't make any more mistakes. Mm -hmm. We've made mistakes in the past. We've rectified them. We've moved on. So... After knowing this and, and being sent this, uh, shout out to Dudley as well for, for sending me this mm. to research. It's really, really interesting. Uh, I really do appreciate it because once I was reading through that, I was like, wow. But there's only a few companies I know that make ceramic coils, which I used to sell regularly to a few customers. Yeah. I will now be advising them against it. And <laughs> I'm not saying all, all ceramic coils are going to kill you. I'm just saying I would much rather reduce the risk mm -hmm. by not serving yeah. a, a ceramic coil. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
you know what I mean? That's why you all specifically don't make uh, ceramic coils. Uh, and that's not, as I speak to any other, other company, but yeah, I just think that's mad. That is crazy. That wow. really is. And that wraps up the podcast. I, I hope you guys have enjoyed the first episode of Chilling with the Omies. Uh, I hope you liked that we got Nick, our guest on. I, I thank you so much for coming on. I really do no appreciate worry. it. Uh, I've had a real blast, like just yeah, actually filming this. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to editing this, but I hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> if you guys are still watching, you know, make sure you hit the like button if you enjoyed. If you are still watching, make sure you comment below a timestamp because you guys are the real MVPs, and I really appreciate you guys. Uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe with notifications turned on if you haven't already. If you want to follow my daily life and the behind the scenes of how these videos are created, then make sure you follow my Instagram. I do daily Instagram stories. I'll also put Nick's socials in the description as well. I'll put the research for the UL stuff part of the Sherlock Holmes part in the description also so you guys can check that out for yourself. And yeah, I, th I think that's it. Like, yeah. You have no, I, I think that was first end, was Yeah, end good. of the first podcast. Yeah, we should see you guys in the next video. But... No, I, I don't, don't shoot your bolt just yet. <laughs> she wants to do the piece. She loves it. Um, yeah, so we'll see you guys in the next video, but we'll also see you guys next Sunday for the next podcast. Peace. Peace. <laughs> You're happy now? Yeah. <laughs>